seek above all for a game worth playing. Hello and welcome to this episode of Make Yoga Magic Again, the House of Mages podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Arulian Cumming. The House of Mages is an online school of yoga, tantra and the magical arts. We run yoga teacher training and have a membership platform that gives you access to an extensive curriculum in developing your magical abilities with some of the best teachers in the world on various esoteric arts. In this episode, I chat with Izzy, aka Islex in the NFT world. Izzy is the founder of The Kindness Project, an NFT project to spread kindness and love across the world and encouraging more women into the NFT space. She's 23 studying psychology and pursuing a career as a therapist while passionately creating art and infusing it into some of the most interesting, creative and kind up and coming NFT projects. This was a spontaneous one. If you follow me on my socials, you'll have seen that I've been sharing little pieces about how I've been deep diving into the world of NFTs over the last few months. I planned on creating an episode to unpack NFTs for those who don't know much about them yet, as I'm also about to launch a course and community for those who are wanting to either begin or dive deeper into the amazing world of NFTs. I still plan on creating that episode soon, and we'll break down what NFTs are a bit more in that episode, but the conversation you're about to hear lined up so spontaneously and perfectly, I had to release it first. As I've begun to weave the technology of NFTs into more of what I'm doing, I've also started looking for other NFT projects that I felt were aligned with my values and interests, looking to learn, connect, collaborate and co-create with like-minded souls in this space. The Kindness Project and the team behind it have impressed me in many different ways from early on, and so I reached out to Izzy, the creator, to see what the options were in collaborating. We got along straight away, and within an hour she'd offered for me to come on as a moderator for the project, and we decided to do a spontaneous podcast together even though it was 1am in the morning her time over in the UK. It's this kind of openness and dedication to a craft and community that drew me to Izzy and the Kindness Project in the first place, and I'm very excited for you to join us today to chat about it. So without further ado, artist and creator of the Kindness Project, Izzy. So welcome everybody to this episode of the House of Majors podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Arulian Cumming, and I have a guest to on today which we organized this maybe an hour ago um so yeah, i would love to, yeah so th- what time is it there um it is currently 1 in the morning here cool so shout out to izzy my guest for today uh for yeah being so spontaneous um and saying yes and yeah i'm very excited to introduce her so yeah thank you izzy for joining me today no worries at all 
So the reason why I wanted to chat with Izzy today is some of you may have seen um, that I've been delving into the NFT world the last few months, and I've been looking for projects to collaborate with, and Izzy's project called The Kindness Project, um, yeah, really just resonated with me for a lot of reasons. And um, I reached out to her just a few hours ago just to get involved with the project. We got chatting, and we thought, why not just jump on and do a podcast because I'd really like to yeah share more about what she's doing uh, her community that she's building, her amazing artwork. Um, and I think I've been wanting to do a proper podcast about NFTs for a little while now, and I just haven't got around to it. So I thought, why not kind of, um, yeah, mix it all together and, and have a little chat with Izzy. Um, so yeah, Izzy, I'd love to just start with how you got involved in the NFT world. So the way I got involved in NFTs is actually a little bit different to how most people do. So I'm actually a psychology student at university. So crypto and all of that, it's not really my area of expertise. And quite honestly, I'm scared of it most of the time. <laughs> but um, my boyfriend um, is on the same course as this guy who started another NFT project called The Dark Owls. And my boyfriend was telling me about how he wanted to invest in all this. And I turned around and was like, no chance you're wasting the money we need for a flat deposit on some random pictures. So I was having fun of it. Um, but he managed to convince me to join and see what it was all about. And then they ended up hiring me as one of the artists for their project. So that's how I got started. And then more and more people wanted to hire me for art. So I did artwork for a couple of other projects. And then I just thought, you know what, I'd like to start my own. So after all of that, here we are, and I now have my own project. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I really love that because um, I think a lot of people, um, like I'm actually uh, looking at getting one of uh, one of the pieces from your collection for my girlfriend for her for first NFT. Um, and yeah, it's a similar thing in the way that a lot of people I talk to about it have this preconception because anything that is, is starting to get popularized, starting to get big, you know, this starts to get like movements in both directions obviously movements for it but then there's a lot of misinformation and people hear that and if it's the first thing they hear about it then that's kind of what they associate you know it's just it's just a jpeg or it's just this and it's um so there's a lot of misconceptions about it my favorite is when everyone says but you can just screenshot it yeah exactly i mean like a good example that i said is like yeah i mean someone can come and take a picture of my house but it doesn't mean they own it, you know, exactly. um, you know, and, but I think as well, because a lot of people think it's just the artwork. Um, but a lot of the thing, a lot of the time it's, it's the, and the projects that I've seen like dark hours is a perfect one that I'm heavily involved in as well is that yes, it's the artwork as the face of it and as like the key for it, but then it's everything that runs on in the background. Um, and all like the utility and the community, um, mm -hmm. and it's really interesting too. What I've loved about the space is the actual community. Um, I know I feel like I can be like my, you know, video game nerdy kid self. And I can also be like my entrepreneur marketing self. And I can also just like be so many different parts of me in this space. Um, and yeah, everyone's so supportive, especially to beginners. And I'd like to ask as well, because something that I didn't realize until I started getting involved in the space, I don't know if this is just my perspective, but other people have said the same thing, um, is it's mainly men in the space or what I found anyway, in a lot of communities. Yeah. And so yeah. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to chat to you about because um, a big part of your project is really getting more women into the space. So, um, yeah, what's your perspective and feelings around that? 
So when I first joined, obviously, with the Dark Owls, I literally think I spoke to one other girl on, like, any other project. And I was just so shocked at how it was just so male-dominated. And it just absolutely blew my mind. And I know a lot of my female friends, when I spoke to them about, like, getting involved in NFTs, they were all just like, what's that? What's going on? Doesn't sound like a bit of me. And I just thought, like, it's such an amazing opportunity and there's so much involved in it. And I know that they'd absolutely love it. But because it's so targeted at men most of the time, it's quite difficult to get into for women. And so when I created my project, I was like, right, men are always welcome. Don't get me wrong. Everyone is welcome. But I want to specifically target more women so that they can get more involved and we can have a bit more inclusivity. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Do you have any ideas around why it's, um, it is like primarily a male-dominated space at the moment? Well, obviously, NFTs are obviously running with Ethereum mostly or Solana, but most of them are Ethereum, which obviously is cryptocurrency. And I'm not sure why, but it's mainly men that deal in cryptocurrency. So I think it's literally just hopped on over to the next thing. So anything involved with crypto just automatically sort of becomes a bit male dominated. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because, um, yeah, I, I have been delving into crypto the last, you know, six months to a year, but I feel much more drawn to NFTs. Um, mm. and it's interesting that, um, I was talking to someone about this the other day in that like crypto seems very left brain kind of like analytical. And I guess what, what a lot of people would call masculine, um, whereas it's like a lot of numbers, um, yeah, it's more more rational and analytical. Whereas NFTs have that, and a lot of it is is you know kind of doing calculations in what's profitable and all that sort of stuff. But then you've got you know art, and you know you've got a lot of these right brain kind of um, intuitive aspects. And I've looked at some of the most uh, successful NFT investors, and it's all intuition. They just go by whatever feels good as a project, but there's so many more aspects to it, like the community. And I feel like exactly. NFTs are really bridging that gap. And I guess what people think of when they think of like masculine and feminine, feminine is more like the intuitive, the kind of like artistic flowy, um, yeah, more abstract kind of way of thinking. Like, I mean, you know, I have a lot of people that are kind of in the, um, yeah, that don't really like that dichotomy of the, the male female kind of thing because we all have aspects of both but um yeah. yeah do you think it's something around that kind of thing or um what are your thoughts on yeah a hundred percent I think I found that the way that a lot of females have gotten into the space is through creativity so the majority of females in the space tend to be artists so mm -hmm. obviously you do have male artists as well don't get me wrong and you do have females who are more interested in like actually delving into numbers and stuff but I do agree I think there is an inherently more creative side to the women in it and a lot it's also a bit more about the communities as well I think like obviously don't get me wrong the guys they do keep the communities going very well but also I think it's nice for the girls to be able to talk to other people who are interested in similar things which maybe they wouldn't have before. So it's kind of a learning curve for everyone as well. And it really just helps to sort of like encourage more women once they discover it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I love that it's opening up. I mean, I'm seeing, um, yeah, women's based projects just 
pumping at the moment. Um, and I think there's, yeah, people are really starting to realize um, the potential of NFTs on a lot of levels. Yeah, and I'm loving seeing more, more, more women in the space as well. I'd like to delve into um, the particular project. So two, two questions. Um, I'd love to hear your histories as an artist and, and kind of how that weaves into what you're doing. Um, you said you're into magic as well, which is perfect for this podcast. So I'd love to, um, yeah, kind of like your history of like how, how magic is weaved in. And obviously you're, you're weaving in astrology um, and it just like the project just feels magical to me. Like there's something about the art and the feel of it um, that just feels like, yeah, magic is like coursing through all of it. So I'd love to, yeah, just like it's a, you know, big question to unpack, but yeah, like where did the project idea come from? How's it linked to your art? Um, how are you weaving astrology and magic into it? Um, just all the things. <laughs> well, um, so I've always been drawing since as literally since as long as I can remember, I have got countless pieces of awful drawings that I did when I was three lying around my house back home with my parents. <laughs> um, so I've always done a lot of art. Um, always loved it, always been very creative, got a lot of paintings everywhere and stuff. But um, I've actually been doing digital art for a few years now, but never really like as anything more than a hobby. So I literally just enjoyed doing it. So um, obviously when I got into NFTs, I did already have that sort of experience, but out of a hobby. Um, but yeah, when I created the project, it was very much meant to be targeted at women. But I also kind of wanted to create a sort of a project that incorporated a lot of my heart and soul into it. So obviously I am fully doxxed. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it basically means I've disclosed my identity to everyone, which is really not something people do in the NFT world. And obviously I understand some people want to stay anonymous, but I never wanted that for myself and my project. So I've always tried to keep it sort of like along the same sort of theme. I'm like fully disclosed, like in terms of identity, my project mirrors a lot of my personality, it mirrors a lot of sort of my opinions and what I'm interested in. Um, so yeah, I am that girl that is interested in astrology, <laughs> much made of many people I know, but um, totally into my star signs, birth charts, a lot of them. I've got about a million crystals lying around. I've got <laughs> one right here um got my oracle cards my tarot cards so I definitely wanted to give the girls in my collection a slightly magical feel to them like they're special they've literally got my whole heart and soul in them they're more than just like your average girl so even the ones that are just wearing like your everyday casual jumper and joggers outfit they all have a little something to them that makes them feel like like they could be like your best friend like there's something more to them. So that's really something I try to incorporate consistently throughout and not just through the artwork, but through the community and everything. I've tried to take a very gentle and magical approach to it all. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can see and feel that because, you know, I, I'm still fairly new to the NFT space, um, but I'm starting to get a feel for when I, when I see projects like, both the artwork and, and the community in the discord. Yeah. It's just like some of it has an essence and some you can tell, like they just haven't really put in the effort. Um, and for me with the artwork of yours, it's the whole artwork where they see eyes. It's weird that the, you know, the, the eyes of your, um, cause you're calling them yeah. babes, are you? The NFTs? Yeah. The babes. <laughs> yeah. And um, so yeah, maybe before I elaborate on it, um, cause obviously I'll, I'll put some pictures up 
So if you're just listening to the podcast, um, there'll be some links in the show description uh, where you can check out um, the Kindness Projects as well as Izzy's artwork. Um, but if anyone's watching the video, I'll put some of the um, screenshots of them because I actually received one today, um, the Pisces one uh, of mine, which is amazing. So, Absolutely. yeah, I'd love to... I'd love to, um, for you to, like, I guess, explain how you decided on what they're going to look like in the artwork and, and how would you, if someone listening to this podcast on the other side hasn't seen one, how would you describe uh, what they are and what they look like to them? So when I was drawing them, I literally did not have an image in my head. I literally was like, right, I've got a rough idea. I want it to be a girl. I want her to incorporate a little bit of extra something, something in them. So I literally started doodling, picked up my iPad and was like, right, let's see where this takes me. So the base sort of drawing of them went fairly fast. So sort of like the figure, whatever, went by fairly quickly. When I got to the eyes, I was trying out a lot of different colours at first because I wanted to sort of keep a theme going. And I came across a really piercing light blue. And I just thought, wow, you can really get lost in that colour. Mm -hmm. So then pretty much every single babe after that all had a very piercing eye colour because I just feel like like there's something deeper in them. They're not like your average eyes. There's more to them. And then everything really came after that. So that was the original part. And then the hair kind of matched with what they were feeling. So were they feeling a little bit sassy? Were they feeling a bit casual? Whatever they were feeling is what I incorporated. And the same with the clothes. Some of them are very laid back. Some of them are a little bit more magical, shall we say. Some of them are a little bit more fairyish. Mm. Um, but really, it kind of just flowed out of me. So I kind of drew whatever I felt was right. I literally didn't pressure myself. I just thought, you know what, I've got something. And I just started drawing wherever it took me. That's what I created. Yeah, and I love them. And, yeah, the eyes are what really drew me in the first time I saw mm -hmm. one of them. Um, yeah, it is that piercing kind of look. And, yeah, I love artwork that draws me into it. And I think as well because it's perfect because people will resonate. They're, they're similar enough to know that they're all from the same artist and collection, but then they're also different enough to, to each yeah. be unique. And I, and I love because I'd love to go back to the whole doxing idea as well because people who are new to the NFT space, yeah, I guess it reminds me of um, – I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. I guess like that that kind of incognito kind of gaming space kind of feel as well where people get to create like an avatar and create like a like a role-playing kind of persona. Yeah. And I mean, that's big in like a, the online world and especially the metaverse kind of world. Um, but I think that's important for people to find. Uh, so what we call like a profile picture NFT, uh, for those who don't know, is something that you can – because in the space, a lot of people are kind of a bit more anonymous. Everyone has nicknames and uh, like NFTs as their profile pictures. And so I think only recently there's been ones that, that women can, you know, because a lot of women I speak to, like, I don't want to put like a, a bored ape as my profile picture or I don't want to put like a, you know, a funky looking lion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, just bringing other elements into the NFT space. And um, yeah, I really love it. So um, yeah, I'd love to kind of, uh, yeah, like, anyone new to the NFT space um, who, who I guess is feeling a little bit overwhelmed um, and especially as a woman coming into the NFT space, um, you know, what advice would you give and like what kind of uh, hurdles did you overcome? And yeah, like why have you chosen to really dedicate? Cause I have so many reasons myself why I'm passionate about the NFT space, but I'd love to hear 
um, yeah, you what like what really drew you in? Because it seems like you're you're in you're you know really immerse yourself in the NFT space in such a short amount of time. I've really delved in deep. Like at first I was a little bit shy, but once I started getting chatting and started learning more, I really, I, I awfully got addicted to it. I love it. I thrive in it and I just adore it. I love doing it all the time. But um, I think my biggest hurdle was I came into NFTs with not a clue what anything was. I couldn't really understand what an NFT was. Didn't know anything about cryptocurrency. Didn't understand half the language they were saying because I didn't know what minting meant. I didn't know what all the <laughs> slang was. So every time someone sent a message, I just looked at it. I was like, oh my God, I don't belong here. Um, so I think that's my biggest hurdle is getting to understand what was going on because I was just so clueless. And every time I asked someone, they kind of just already expected me to know. And I was like, well, I can't learn because no one's helping me. So definitely had a bit of a breakdown about it. But this is something that I really try to avoid in my project. So yeah. obviously, you know by now, if you have a look through all my channels, the amount of times a day I say, please ask me questions if you have any, is actually appalling. It's almost as if I'm forcing people to ask me questions at this point. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to be available for people like they weren't for me because it was hard. It was really hard when there was no one there to help. But I think the biggest advice is look for projects that will be willing to help because those are the ones that you want to invest in. Those are the ones that actually care enough about their community and care about people enough that it will be sorry it will be a success um yeah. and also do your own research never ever just believe what someone else tells you which is what i found really difficult so i heard about projects and people were like yeah it looks really good so i was like yeah cool must be good then and it was not so mm. i've actually put a few videos about this warning people to do their own research because it can be so easy to buy into something so you really have to sort of learn to look like look out for certain things like a good roadmap etc so you're really clear on what's about to happen otherwise as much as lovely as nfts are and as good as the communities are there are some people out there as always that are just not good so yeah don't be too trusting but also ask questions as much as you want yeah and slow down that's the biggest thing like there's i feel like you come in and it's like walking into you know a busy traffic and everything's going so fast and yeah you can feel really lost and overwhelmed like I've been pretty lucky in that um I mean I I, I am like a part of a like a NFT investor circle kind of learning environment so that I've, I've been lucky to have that as well um and that's why I'm looking to create what I'm creating at the moment as well to support people in that but to be honest I've been lucky with most of the projects in that I think my version of a good project as well is someone like your yourself or like a project like yours where it is welcoming in that way um and i think there's something to be said about a personality of someone who who kind of like has to make fun of people who don't know because i mean probably like the nft space is so new that everyone six to 12 months ago were one of these people and so to you know to make fun of people or like you know abuse or you know not help people who are finding their way into the space even though they did the same thing six 12 months later is just like a characteristic of a you know personality trait that you know, that's going to carry over to the project as well. 
Oh, definitely. And I think it's so important, like all the successful projects that I've come across all have such strong teams and such sort of kind and welcoming teams. And the ones that don't are the ones where you can literally sit back and watch them fail because people don't respond well to it. And I wouldn't. I don't know anyone that would. If someone's not friendly and welcoming, then you're sort of going to back off a little bit and be like, but why though? Yeah. And that's something that I love about the NFT space. It's like a whole new generation of business and um, entrepreneurship and um, projects because I feel like the, you know, the whole, and, and again, we'll preface some of these terms like web two and web three, web three, I won't go into, I'm creating a whole nother podcast and, and project around explaining the basics of things, but essentially web three is like the, what we call the NFT space. And I feel like it used to be just faces of projects and, and like kind of companies where people would just, yeah, there's no connection between the the people who bought into the company or, or the project. Whereas now it's, it's so transparent. Like I know people don't like dox themselves in the way of, um, you know, maybe showing their actual face. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's rightly so they want to have their personal life separate from their NFT business life, but they're still on the ground floor. They're still in the community. They're still interacting with the community, um, answering questions, being transparent about their progress. Um, and I just haven't seen that like anywhere like the NFT space where like, I actually feel like I've made friends all across the world in these projects um, and I want to support and, and, and in me supporting these projects and people like yourself, like I also get supported in the way that I'm learning, growing and making money too. Because if you, if you, you know, if I'm invested in your project and you have success, then I have success. It's, it's like, we're all in this together. It's just, I don't know. unlike anything um, I've ever seen before. Oh, a hundred percent. One of the developers on my project, I actually met through another project online and obviously I'd never met him before. He lives like about an hour away from me by car. But um, we got to chatting so much just about the project, etc. that he's actually now one of my closest friends and I brought him on board for my project. But yeah. it's insane that like, you can really build some amazing connections on here. Like you can strengthen friendships you already have. Um, you can definitely make new friendships. Like I value pretty much everyone I've met in the NFT space. Like they've all been amazing to me. Like I'll just pop in for a chat with them sometimes. Like it's definitely a really, really new and interesting way of sort of building connections with people that are a little bit different from the average. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, it's like kind of coming back to what we were talking about before is the NFT world does get a bit bad rap sometimes because you know, people rush in and they don't come in educated and they might, you know, invest into a project that doesn't turn out very well, either because that project was like a straight up scam and, you know, people were just taking advantage of the situation and of the space or someone that just didn't really know what they were doing um, or, yeah, might have like come in more so for the money rather than the community and, and the building and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, just transparently to anyone who's new to NFTs, like, as you would have learned as well is, you know, it is a volatile space in the way that, um, you know, there's definitely opportunities and there's a the good with the bad and it's like anything, right. You know, there's going to be people who don't know what they're doing that mess up, but also the people that will take advantage of, of, you know, of situation in, in the space as well. So it's, you know, it's important to be careful and to find a community to learn and grow with as well. And, um, yeah. 
A hundred percent. I think you really sense when a community has got what you need in it, that you just know when it feels right to be in a community. Yeah, definitely. So I'd love to know um, why you chose the name, uh, The Kindness Project, and a little bit more about what's involved. Because, um, again, we were talking about how it's like, it's not just the artwork, right? So, you know, when people invest in your project, they're not just getting, you know, a, a pretty looking JPEG. Um, you know, like they're, they're getting access to like a whole project and, and a community and also, yeah, the utility behind it. So I'd love to, yeah, know why you chose the name. Um, also, yeah, what, what's the future for the project and yeah, everything that's going to be involved with it. So I actually am looking to pursue a career as a therapist. So I've always wanted to try help people. That's literally been my number one goal in life. Like above all else, I just want to help others. So when I entered the NFT space, I found that a lot of people were very selfish, which I can understand. Obviously, a lot of people do make a living this way. So they can be a little bit on the selfish side, but I didn't want to be like that. And I don't think I ever will be like that. So when I was creating sort of like the utility behind my project, I really wanted to make sure that I was giving back to the holders. And as someone who, when I was new to NFTs, and people were like, yeah, you can make money off this. I just didn't understand how. Like, I was never, like, I just had no idea what was going on. So I was kind of just investing hundreds of pounds and just trusting that somehow I'd make my money back off this. And mm. um, so with my project, I literally tried to set it out so clearly. So I kept it very, very simple so that it was very easy for people to understand how they'd be making sort of a passive income from it um and I also wanted to really give back to charity as well because even if it's just a tiny amount of money it's still something and it can make the world just a tiny little bit of a better place like the world can be awful to be perfectly honest so if I can help out and try to make it a tiny bit better then why wouldn't I definitely yeah, and I love that. And um, yeah, I think that's been a big drawing card um, for me and a lot of other people to the project is, um, yeah, you can just tell with the videos that you're making in the community that you actually care about the community and what you're mm. looking at doing moving forward. Um, and yeah, so where did you get um, some of the ideas around uh, what, what you're doing with the project? Like what's kind of led, led up to it? So honestly, I can't even tell you how all this came about. I swear, just one day I was like, I'm going to make an NFT project. All of a sudden was like, yes, I've got an idea. They're going to be babes. Don't know why. And then I was like, right, okay, let's have a think. So I started thinking about how I wanted to give back. And when I was coming to the name, this is where I really struggled. I really was trying so hard to think of something that really sort of fit everything I was trying to do with the project. And it took me probably about a week to settle on a name, but one day I was just thinking, above all, I want this project to be focused on kindness. I want everyone to feel safe. I want everyone to feel like they're in like a comfortable place. And I want us all to be kind to each other. And I just thought, the kindness project, it's perfect. Mm. And I think it really incorporates every single aspect. It incorporates the babes themselves. Like, yes, they do definitely have a bit of sass about them. But <laughs> you look at them and they're kind. Um, my team are absolutely lovely. Like they're some of the kindest people I've ever met. Um, the utility is very simple. It's very clean. 
just everything about it scream, like screams kind to me. So I just thought, you know what, this is perfect. Let's go with it. Yeah. And um, I'd love if you could expand a little bit on um, like the utility behind it in the way that, because a lot of people wouldn't understand that, you know, how can you invest into something and then get money back? And um, yeah, even just like as simply as you can, but just trying to explain how, like how that actually works. Um, Cause I think a lot of people are still skeptical in the way that like, you know, a lot of people are thinking, Oh, how can I actually like pay money and invest in a project and get money back on it? And it sounds a little bit too good to be true. And just um, oh, even just the process of, of how people, how, how it actually works. Um, I, Basically, the utility for my project runs very, very simple. So when you list an item for sale, um, the creator, so me, will get 10% of whatever price you sell it for. So say you sell it for £1,000, I'd get £100 of that. And then 50% of all of the royalty fees, is what that's called, um, will be sent back to holders. So basically say I invest like say I sell like a hundred of them so I get like 10 grand from it yeah that sounds about right quick maths there (laughs) um say I get 10 grand half of that money will go back to holders every single month so you will get sent a share of that based on how many NFTs you hold and then another 10% of those royalties will be sent off to a charity that the community chooses every month Mm. Yeah, I love that. And um, have you got any charities in mind or like um, where, what's, the, what's the bigger visions for this project? Because I think therapy is such a, a like un- misunderstood and, and like, like pretty broad term as well. I think people think of therapy, they think of like clinical psychology and therapy, but like, you know, there's so many ways. Like I've got a good friend here um, near where I live who does art therapy and like it's just amazing what she's doing for the community. And um, yeah, I'd love to know more about like, what kind of style therapy um, that you're doing and yeah, how that's all kind of evolving as well. So obviously I'm in my final year of university at the moment and I want to delve into psychotherapy. So unfortunately I had quite a few bad years when I was younger and I actually went through psychotherapy myself and honestly, I didn't expect it to help me as much as it did, but just having someone to talk to, honestly, it just changed my life. Like I've been so much better since it completely helped me through the dark times I was going through. So I wanted to do that for other people as well. Um, So with the charity aspect, there's actually two parts to the charity here. So obviously you've got the 10% uh, royalty fees. So I personally want the first month most likely to go to Refuge, which is a charity that helps women that have been victims of domestic and sexual abuse. So I think it's so important because that's what I want to specialize in as a therapist. Um, but every single month, instead of me choosing a charity, I did want it to be um, sort of chosen by a community so they can suggest ones and vote for ones just because there are so many smaller charities out there and ones that have so much meaning to certain people that mm. I just wouldn't know about if no one told me about. So I want like I want everyone to have the opportunity to sort of suggest a charity that they feel means something to them or they feel is really important um, rather than just going for like generalised ones. So just keeping it all round very wholesome. Mm. But um, we do also have a charity partnership. So one of the developers on my project, he 
went through a very traumatic experience with a woman who lost her child. And I actually know him. He's one of my friends. And when he told me the story, which was right about when I started my project, I was absolutely heartbroken by it. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm, I've got to do something about this. I've got to help him and help the woman because my heart literally just broke for him. So I've actually created an NFT that is specially for that charity. Um, so that will be given to the charity and they will get the utility, et cetera, from um, the royalties. And that can be used to sort of help the charity and fund the charity. And just in turn, literally, it will just be helping to support them and helping to support others who have been through the same thing. So even though every month a different charity will be chosen, that charity will always own that NFT mm. and will always gain utility from that. I absolutely love that. And that's that's what I think people are not realizing about the power of NFTs is that I've looked into, you know, like shares and, you know, like running different types of businesses before and it can get so complicated with like um, how to transfer funds and ownership and all these little legalities. Whereas like NFTs have made things so simple um, and in a really cool and fun way as well. It's like, I'm going to give you this this artwork that's a babe, you know, it might be a fairy, it might be this, um, and that'll actually support your charity like forever. Yeah. Um, and as and as your you as a business and, a, and, a, and an artist grows, um, then you'll be sharing that success with that charity. And for the people who have invested and partnered and believed in you, like you know, forever. And yeah, I just find that amazing. And this is why when I see these things about NFTs, it's like, oh, it's just you know, right click JPEGs and it's like ruining the world, et cetera, et cetera. It's like people just don't understand. Um, you know, and that's why I think it was really important to get someone like yourself on to show what people like yourself are doing. Um, because I think that's, you know, getting some of the, in the, in the mainstream, from my experience, get something, uh, getting less of the media time. Like so many people are quick to dismiss NFTs and show the, the negative aspects, which are very valid. Um, but to see projects like these, um, and then hopefully, hopefully all listening to me now, when I've been like, starting to bombard you all with NFT stuff. And you're like, what is this, what is this guy talking about? Um, you'll start to understand why I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And um, yeah, really excited that we've got people like you in the space. Izzy. Oh, thank you. But um, I definitely agree. Like I just, I am not your typical NFT creator or investor. Like you don't look at me and really go, she's into her cryptocurrency and JPEGs. <laughs> like nothing about me screams that. But I think I've gotten a lot of my friends into it since I started. Like I think just looking at it from more of a personal touch, which is obviously, as you know, with all of my videos on my Discord server, literally spammed every day. Like I try to keep it very personal so people don't feel like they've just entered this whole new world where they're like, oh my God, what is going on? Because mm. it's terrifying. You just hear, okay, the metaverse. Okay, we're all going to be living online. I don't understand what's going on. But like keeping it personal and keeping it still in real life, I think helps ground people a little bit. Like it definitely helps ground me in my own project as well. It keeps me like still who I am rather than just losing myself in the space and just becoming an online version of myself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to hear what, yeah, like how you've been, uh, explaining it to your friends and stuff as well. Um, because yeah, I'm having similar things like some, yeah, some people that 
either don't know what it is or um, or have heard things that aren't like in a positive light. Um, it's just been interesting having the conversation. So yeah, I'd love to hear <laughs> how the conversations have been been going with people and um, yeah, what's kind of come up around it. Um, they've not been going too badly. The general consensus at first is what the hell are you on about? They kind of yeah. look at me like I'm crazy when I'm sat there telling them, yeah, I'm creating a whole series of pictures that actually gives back to the community and is involved in cryptocurrency. I think most of my friends have looked at me and actually been like, are you all right? Are you sure <laughs> what you're saying is real? Because I don't believe you. Yeah. But I think especially because I can explain it from my project's point of view, like, and it is quite simple. I can sort of simplify it enough that people like me a month ago could understand what's going on. So I think although it does sound absolutely ridiculous and unbelievable at first, trust me, I know because I thought the same thing, <laughs> that it hasn't been too bad. The general consensus is good. And most of my friends are now in my project and on board. And my housemate who literally looked at me possibly the worst, like she really looked at me like I'd just lost my mind. She's actually now my developer. So <laughs> we've come a long way. Is that Chloe? Yeah, that is Chloe. <laughs> She's getting yeah, there. No. She's still there, but I'm proud of her. She's doing well. Yeah, cool. What kind of develop it, development is she doing for it? She does more. So she's going to be doing a lot of like the economic side. She helped me with the website. So I've done a lot of the creative and social stuff and especially setting up that Discord server. It was an absolute nightmare for me, but I managed it. But um, Chloe's more of like my tech kind of support there. So she helps me with like, websites help me helps me run through sort of how all the royalties are going to work so we're both going to be looking into smart contracts together um and then so like obviously everyone on my team has different obviously uses on the project like they all do different things but I think generally as a team we kind of all help each other out like we'll all kind of do anything for each other if someone needs something we're there to help if we don't know how to do it we'll learn and be willing yeah. to help each other which is why I love my team so much. And I've been so fussy about who I've added to the team just because <laughs> I feel like we all work so well together and I value them so much that I'm not willing to bring someone on the team unless they sort of match the vibe of my project and the rest of the team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that but, makes sense. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, um, I forgot what I was going to ask, but, um, Oh yeah. I was going to say, that's what I really like about the space as well. Is that like, it's really encouraging people to, to ask for help and to collaborate as well. And like from someone who's, you know, only recently started to do that in my own business. Whereas I, I see so much more permission in that, in the NFT space, because there are more defined roles and there's big aspects of the, of the projects that you can't expect one person to handle yourself. And so that's what I really like about it is that anyone who, finds this a bit daunting exactly what Izzy was saying that you know you you're not the one who's really focusing on the smart contract so you want to learn about it but you know uh, reaching out asking for help and getting people who are good at what they do and I think that's a really key part is getting people whose zones of genius are these other aspects and then collaborating and then that can lead into other things and other things and it ends up just being this big community like I'm in a few different discord communities and stuff in NFT projects and I was like oh like it's all connected you know, it's mm -hmm. like when you go into the other friendship circles and you're bumping, it's like, how do you guys know each other? It's um, 
Hey, I'm just like people from my server that I see in other servers. They're like, hey, fancy seeing you here. And I'm like, hi, I'm on the team here as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I really want to get across to people that also think it's going to disconnect them uh, more from reality. I actually feel more connected to people I've connected with through NFT projects because I don't know, there's something deeper in there because I, I don't really know how to explain it, but you know, like everyone is so used to Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And I've made good connections off that, but I feel like the relationships in these NFT communities develop a lot faster and a lot deeper really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know why that is like, um, yeah. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I do agree. Obviously, like I explained that one of my developers, I literally met through NFTs and he's become like one of my best friends, but I feel like it takes away everything that's sort of on the surface. Like, obviously I am fully dogs, but no one knows what anyone looks like. No one knows anything about what people do in their spare time. Like it's literally just a mutual interest in NFTs that spirals into more mutual interests. And it just develops a sort of deeper connection in that way because you kind of get to know someone for who they are Mm. rather than anything else, like what they do or what job they have or what they look like. It just, it keeps it all sort of more of a soul connection rather than a surface sort of fake connection. Yeah, I actually love that. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think I'm realizing now why I do like it. Because yeah, I guess like on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, it's like, oh, look what I like look what I look like, look like who I am, who I hang around with and more of like the look of everything. Whereas, yeah, I guess in, in the NFT space, because it's not so much about the look of things, it's like the essence of what you're bringing in the conversations um, and thoughts. And yeah, I, there is something about teaming up on a project um, that you're passionate about for a cause that you're passionate about that really, um, yeah, brings people together. But um, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I love it. I'd love to, um, as well, as we kind of like start to taper off towards the end of this um, podcast, just delve into you a little bit more in that, um, yeah, I'd love to to know, I guess, your influence on your art style, uh, your influence in like how you got into like, I guess, magic and like spirituality. Um, and I love as well that like I see a bit of a, a split or a polarity sometimes in that, like people in the spiritual space who are into crystals and stuff sometimes have like they're a bit adverse to you know western medicine or psychology and stuff like i've chatted to you know spiritual peeps who are going through something and they're so adverse to going to a therapist you know they'll go get energy healing but they won't go to a therapist and vice versa you know someone who you know wants to go to a clinical therapy is averse to like energy healing and i understand but i think approaching both of these and it sounds like you've got a good mix um so yeah i'd love to know because um where are you based in the world like have you always kind of uh grown up in the uk and um yeah just like how this is kind of weaved into your like like because your 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 art style as well is like kind of reminds me of like almost like anime kind of uh style like in a way but yeah i'd love to love to know a bit a bit more about you so I am based in the UK. I am originally from London and I have pretty much grown up there my entire life, but I am now at university in Brighton. So obviously most of the listeners probably won't know much about Brighton in the UK, but Brighton is probably the most friendly and diverse place in the UK. It is literally filled with weird and wonderful people everywhere. 
So being in Brighton really, it just lets you be your most authentic self, which is why mm. so many people love it here, including me. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I grew up. I am not fully British. I am half German and half Macedonian. So I kind of literally just grew up here, but I have no British blood in me. So I've always kind of been exposed to other cultures. So I think that's why I'm also so open to lots of things. Like I'm not used to a set way of life. Like I'm happy to adapt to everything and anything and try anything new. Um, in terms of like my art style. So my art style is actually very different, like in every aspect. So it's never very consistent. I will have about a million different styles of artwork. Mm. So for me, it's never been like one particular style. For me, it's kind of whatever I envision or whatever I feel is right. That's what I'll draw. Yeah. So I try not to sort of sort of cap myself, and I like to practice different art styles as well. So I get a more sorry a more sort of generalized like ability to create art rather than just like one specific style. So I like yeah. to have variety sort of options especially since I do a lot of paintings for myself and my friends so if they want something specific and I can only draw one kind of thing it's not going to be great um and in terms of magic and spirituality so I got into it about a year ago properly like fully immersed started getting a million crystals kind of immersed um <laughs> I literally can't even remember how it happened. Just one night I was at my friend's house and we had gotten some Oracle cards, I think. And we were just like, okay, yeah, let's learn. And we'd literally been talking about how much we love like birth charts, star signs, all of that before. So that was when we first ever read our Oracle cards and it just resonated with me on a different level. And it kind of spiraled. I started doing my research, started trying to learn more and more about it. By now, honestly, I have no more space for crystals. <laughs> I have plants everywhere. I turn around to people, I'm like, your aura is off. And they just look at me like, what are you talking about? Um, like, I think it just connected me to myself more. So where I've gone through difficult experiences and I've sort of, pushed a lot of that down even through therapy I think it allowed me to connect and sort of sense when parts of my body were wrong so especially looking at like chakras like if my heart chakra's out of balance I know it now and I know how to sort of help that so instead of repressing bad energies I sort of learned to accept them and release them which honestly has done wonders for me because oh my god were my chakras blocked before this and I just didn't know it hmm. But um, yeah, and then in terms of like Western medicine and spirituality, I completely respect people's opinions. I entirely understand that some people don't believe in spiritual stuff like I do. Don't I know it because half my friends don't. But um, <laughs> I entirely respect that. And I entirely respect that some people don't believe in Western medicines, which it's fine, it's up to them. But I personally like a mix of the two. Like I obviously... Obviously, I'm into spirituality, so I will turn around and be like, you need a crystal on your head to help you feel better. But I'll also turn <laughs> around and be like, take paracetamol. Like, best of both worlds, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think it's how you frame it to people as well um, and, and bridging the gap because, like, you know, I was pretty sceptical for a long time of, like, magic and spirituality in general. But if you kind of explain it as, like, even, like, the chakra system, it's it's just a way of, like, communicating, like, with different parts of your psyche and your body. Like, you don't even have to think of it as anything, like, supernatural or paranormal. It's just, like, uh, developing a language between your conscious and subconscious mind as well. And, like, there's there's definitely benefits of that because, you know, you can say all the affirmations you want, but you know, you know, I understand in psychology, like your, your subconscious is just going to fight back. It's not going to, it's not going to do what you, you say for it to do. But if you like develop a relationship with it and a communication with it, it's also fun. It's just like, instead of going to your subconscious, like, Hey, can you like, can you open up a little bit more to other people and, you know, be a bit more trusting subconscious? Like, no, I've been hurt before. But then if you're like, cool, how about we have, I gave you like this like glowing green orb that's like, I'll, I'll rest you in, in, you know, in, in a heart. And then we can start to like infuse that with different feelings and sensations and ideas and connections. And then it's like, okay, I'm kind of open to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, just, I think it's just developing um, communication between like your inner and outer world in a way. Um, and yeah, but I mean, as you've probably learned as well is once you start to do that, you get to have experiences that are, yeah, difficult to explain um, on on a purely uh, rational level. I think you sort of start having feelings you didn't know you had. Like, all of a sudden you'll start crying. You're Like, before I'd just be like, oh, you know, I'm just having a bad day. Now I'm just like, hold on, something's wrong. I just sit back and I just really think. But I think the thing that I found most is it really helped me find the parts of me that I thought I'd lost. Mm. So where I where they've been pushed down so deep from like bad experiences and I just didn't really know who I was anymore. I think it really helped me to find those parts of me and sort of accept the bad to the point that it didn't suppress the good anymore. So mm. it kind of it made me face my fears in the most awful ways. But if I hadn't, then I definitely would not be who I am now, I think. Yeah. And yeah, do you feel like it helps you to notice the subtleties as well? Because kind of what you said before, you only had language around, oh, you felt good or bad in the day. And then, you know, and then a lot of the time we, we look for external things to to remedy that. But now, like, you, do you feel like you're starting to notice the subtleties? Like, not, a, not just, oh, it's a good or bad day it might be not feeling your best because of this and, and and start to connect that to other aspects of your life and how to, how to remedy that yourself. Like, don't get me wrong. I still have those days where I'm like, you know what, this is just a horrible day. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I tend to look back. I'm like, okay, but I can now sort of reflect and think about why it was bad and I can make adjustments or when I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling like today's going to be a horrid day. I can sit back and write my gratitude journal and sort of think about the good in life. And rather than just focus on the bad, I've managed to sort of train myself to sort of reflect on the good rather than just sit there and be miserable about what's bad in life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And taking a bit of self-responsibility, I guess, as well, in that, that you have a choice about how you feel and how you operate as well. And yeah, I think a lot of the time we fall victim to our own emotions and feelings and, and stuff because we don't know what to do. Like we we kind of don't get given. I don't know about you, but in school, I didn't really get given a lot of like kind of emotional intelligence tools to work with. No. Um, it's just like, here, take this and 
you know, you'll be fine. And yeah, it's like, um, yeah, I think more and more we're starting to to share and develop these kind of tools and like re- refine them in different ways as well. Yeah, I entirely agree. I think it just sort of, it approaches your sense of self in a completely different way. And I think it's, obviously I understand some people might not be able to connect to it like I can, but I think for me, it's been such a massive eye-opener into who I am as a person. Mm, definitely. And I, I see how it like, connects and relates to the NFT world as well in that there's a lot of self-responsibility in the NFT world. Like, for example, with crypto and stuff, if you send it to the wrong person, like you probably can't recover it. Um, whereas like with banks, we're used to being kind of coddled and looked after a little bit more. So it's like, oh, if you send it to the wrong person, we just call call the bank, you know, um, and they'll like mummy and daddy are sorted out in, in that kind of way that we see the banks and it's safe. And that's like been the whole selling point for banks and stuff like that in the past that, you know, we'll look after you. Whereas, yeah, it's interesting. Like the NFT and crypto world is is really pushing more self-responsibility and so it's a trade-off because you get more freedom and you get more um, the ability to take control of your own finances and life and projects and businesses and things. But on the trade-off, it's really important that you educate yourself and take slow steps and build a supportive community around you um, because, yeah, like like everyone says about the NFT space, it can be the Wild West and, you know, there's there's no one there protecting you in the way that, like, you um i'm trying to find a way to word it but you know what i'm trying to say yeah i'm i'm with you don't worry yeah and i think um yeah i think that's an important transition for people like i think right now it's really important that people are sick of like what's going on in the world at the moment and feeling like we we're losing our freedom and power but this is a way to take it back but then that's also becoming becoming what the negative thing about what people are talking about because like it's up to you to to take the slow steps to to check in and do your own research in the project and to to check in them with the community and see who you're actually like dealing with rather than just um, just diving in and being careless about the situation. Um, but just like we were talking with getting to know the spiritual aspects of of yourself, like I think there comes a subtlety in in getting to know like NFTs. Like you probably start to get the same thing. Whereas like, I'll, like I spoke about earlier, I'll look at an NFT project in the community and there's just like something in me that's a bit intuitive um, mm. in that like I can start to know the feeling or the essence of a community or a project. Um, yeah, if that's making sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I entirely agree that I think you really sort of start to understand like when a project has... I don't really want to use this word, but when it has good vibes or when it has bad vibes, do you yeah. know what I mean? You kind of just say it and you're like, mm, no, or you're like hundred percent. Let me get in here. But you can unpack that as well. Like I'll go into a project or community and like, I'll be like, okay, this has got, you know, like good vibes for, for some reason. And it could be, mm. you know, that, oh, the, like the, the team is docs, right? The team is like transparent about who they are. Um, the way that they're interacting with people in the discord um the way that they've handled situations as well and that's why like i'd love to give a shout out to the dark owls because like they're um they're how i end up finding out about you and your project as well and like i've been really impressed in that early on in the project they had some some issues with things right because they're still new to the project as well and like myself and quite a few like heavy investors in project kind of 
yeah, if I'm honest, we're losing a bit of faith in, in like the project. And so, we, you know, I think a lot of us were kind of scrambling and being like, oh no, is this like a scam? Is this, you know, something that we're can, and they're not going to deliver on what they say. But then the way that they've handled it has been really amazing. Like in the way that they've not only been capable of handling it, but they've been transparent about what's going on and like that they're, they're still learning as well. And um, yeah, I really like that aspect of things. And like, so that, you know, that, um, is like the thing that gives me the good vibes about this project and I feel completely different about it, but I can still unpack it. And I think that's the key with um, the link between like what we're talking about Western medicine and spirituality is that spiritual types might be like, oh, I get bad vibes from this person, but they won't be able to unpack it. Whereas like the, you know, the psychology side of it is like, is, is it their body language? Is it their, like the way that you saw them treat someone else is it the way that they're speaking to you. Like, is it like previous pre-framing from someone else and um, all that sort of stuff? But um, yeah, what's in it? Yeah, cool. I definitely agree that you see a lot of like different aspects and you sort of just start to understand whether they're good or not. For sure. Yeah, I think there's a lot of links between um, the magical spiritual space and the NFT space, which um, I will delve into a bit more in a, another podcast because um, I think we should probably let you get to sleep. It's probably like, what, 2.30 a.m. where you are now? It is. It's 2.30 in the morning now. Yeah, cool. Um, well, just to finish up, um, where can people connect with you? Um, is there anything else you want to say to um, to everyone regarding your project, uh, the NFT space, anything in, in particular? So I just want to say, please don't be scared of the NFT space. I know it seems terrifying, but I promise to you, people are nice and it is not <laughs> that bad once you're in it. If you do want to join my project, obviously I'm sure Daniel will provide all the links and everything you'll need, but if not, it's TKPNFT on Twitter. And that's probably the easiest way for you to find out more. But um, please, please don't be afraid to ask questions. And that includes me. Obviously, through the Twitter, you'll be able to find more information about me as well. Um, just drop me a message, no matter what's on, whether it's on Discord, whether it's on Twitter, if you want my Instagram, whatever you like. I'm always here to help you guys because I understand how hard it was. But don't be scared. I promise you, you'll be fine. And I second that. Highly recommend getting into this space. Um, but yeah, I will put all the all the links um, that Izzy just mentioned in the show description. So you'll be able to, um, yeah, definitely jump into the Discord. That's probably the best place to start. I would recommend. And that's um, if you're not new, if you're new to Discord, it's just like an app or community kind of chat and get to know her and the project. And I'll be there. You'll see me a fair bit and um, more and more as this project develops. Um, and yeah, very excited to be a part of it. And yeah, thank you so much, Izzy, for jumping on, especially. So last minute Rose. and um, <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being a part and listening to this episode of Make Yoga Magic Again, the House of Mages podcast. I've been your host, Daniel Aruli and coming. A massive thank you to my guest for this episode, Izzy. As usual, you can find all the links that you need either to what Lizzie does, the Kindness Project, as well as the House of Mages in the show description. I would love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out on the socials that are in the same description and get in touch. Thank you and make yoga magic again.